this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. <laughs> Welcome back to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough from smalltownhomestead.com, and we're on day five of our 30 days of homesteading Q&A where for 30 episodes I've reached out to some of the best bloggers and podcasters in the homesteading space to answer your questions about homesteading. Today's question is from a blog reader who says, I visit a bunch of homesteading and prepper websites and wanted to know, is there any difference between a prepper and a homesteader? Because they seem to have a lot of the same information on their sites. Answering today's question is a Greg Carter from The Rural Economist and the Bringing Rural Back podcast. Greg's going to explain why he believes preppers and homesteaders are alike and, you know, where they're different and what separates us and, you know, what brings us together. So, Greg, what do you say? What What's the difference between a homesteader and a prepper? Hello, this is Greg Carter. I'm the writer of the RuralEconomist.com, and I'm also the host of the Bringing Rural Back podcast. Harold has asked me to answer what is the difference between a prepper and a homesteader. And he's given me the challenge of giving my full answer in less than 20 minutes. So, challenge accepted. And I think you'll I think you'll agree with this answer once you hear it all out. Homesteaders and preppers can have a really big overlap. But they don't have to have. Now, Unless you've grown up in that lifestyle, either one of them, your entire life, there's likely an event or series of events that brought you to the place where you decided you were going to pursue the homestead or preparedness lifestyle. And it really doesn't matter which. And the further out of the population centers you are, the more likely that the lines between a prepper and a homesteader are blurry. Allow me to explain. Homesteaders and certain preppers like to be as far out from the major cities as possible. When they're far out, they have the abilities of having fruit trees and gardens and livestock and all of this stuff. The closer you get in, you know, you, you're semi-rural, same, same. They tend to 
have the same things. They tend to exhibit a lot of the same behaviors. Once you get into suburban and urban environments, your homesteaders get fewer and fewer and fewer, and your preppers get more and more. Now, the differences, though, start off on motivation. What motivates you to do the things that you do? A common homesteader motivation is a desire for a more independent life. Um, a desire for healthier food. Um, a backlash against an industrialized agricultural system. Um, common motivators for folks who call themselves preppers could be a tornado outbreak or an economic upheaval or a pandemic. So a homesteader's motivation tends to be more internally focused and a prepper's motivation tends to be more externally focused. But like I said, they can come to the same result. Both people are taking action on their concern. Another thing that differentiates a prepper and a homesteader can be method. A homesteader is going to grow as much of their own food as they can. They're going to preserve as much food as they can. They're going to be as self-sufficient as they can. Now, self-sufficient is different than self-reliance. A prepper wants to be self-reliant, at least for a time frame. Preppers can be, don't have to be, the type of folks that go out and they buy a six-month supply of food, or a year's supply of food, or three years, or ten days. Um, but they do not have to produce that food. They just have to acquire that food. So, and this, I found this to be true, especially of the preppers that are in the urban settings. They're going to buy their self-reliance for as long as they can for as much storage as they have. A third difference between a prepper and a homesteader is their execution. Some preppers are what you would call a lone wolf. Not all, thank God, not all, but more preppers than homesteaders are lone wolf. The reason that a homesteader really can never be a lone wolf is because everything about their life screams that there are times that you need help. Whereas, unless you're put in a dire situation, if you're in an urban, urban center, you can almost go through life with the illusion that you can be completely self-reliant on yourself. Now, I do want to state that if you're a homesteader, you're going to be exhibiting some behaviors that 
a lot of people would consider preppers. Food storage. Having a plan for when the power goes out. Having a way to water, take, take care of your water needs. If, you know, your city water supply or your county municipal water supply goes down. Because if you're a homesteader and you don't have a backup water, water plan, you need to think about it. Okay? Um, the further out you are from the urban centers, the more likely you are to go without power. We had an event uh, two years ago. We were without power for three days. We're fairly close. But I had friends that were without power for ten days and had some that were actually without power for three weeks. Now, some people had the plan in place and they were able to weather it without any problems. Preppers and homesteaders alike. So there is some major overlap, like I said, especially the farther out you are. Now, there is a difference that I want to point out that it kind of bugs me a little, I'm not going to lie. A homesteader puts up food storage to use. A prepper tends to put up food storage not to use. They buy it, they, they get it and forget it. Whereas a homesteader, you know, we can our tomatoes, we can our beans, or peas, or peaches, or whatever. And then as soon as the season's over, we start working on eating what we've put up over the year. Now, I would suggest that if you're a prepper and you're listening to the Modern Homesteading Podcast, that you start emulating that portion of the homestead lifestyle, even if you're not a homesteader. Store what you eat and eat what you store. Go into your pantry, pull out something, cook with it, eat it. Next time you go to town, buy two. Replace it. That way you know how to use what you've got. This is especially true of freeze-dried and dehydrated things. If you don't know how to use it now, when times are good and everything's working right, then you really don't want to be fumbling around when everything's gone to pot and you don't know what you're doing. So take the time to learn. Now, I myself consider myself a prepper stetter or a home prepper or whatever you want to call it because um, I consider myself both. You can overlap and you don't have to get all tied up in labels. There's no sense in it actually. Because everybody can benefit from each other. Build community. Now, I'm actually done enough only at ten minutes, so that's pretty good. I'm glad I had my notes in front of me. If you're enjoying the modern homesteading podcast, I'm gonna tell you how you can get this podcast to the most people, how you can help it the most. Anytime that you hear an episode that Harold does that you really enjoy, share it on social media. Email it to a friend. Tell a friend about it. Talk to somebody about it. Hey, I found this podcast. I think you'll think it's cool. That will do him a world of good, and I'm sure he'd appreciate it. This is Greg the Rural Economist. 
on behalf of the modern home yeah the modern homesteading podcast and step by step we're both trying to bring rural back have a good day bye <laughs> thanks for that greg uh appreciate the little plug there at the end and uh, hey i agree with you on uh, everything you said i i uh, i do believe what you see is that just the by default a homesteader preps i mean when he puts away his harvest and he's he's storing for a rainy day he's storing for when things get bad and it's just by default i think a homesteader becomes a prepper i think the difference obviously it lies the other way where you could be a prepper and uh, if you open the pantry of a homesteader and you see the uh, what they've put up from their garden what you see when you would open the pantry of a prepper are canned goods from the supermarket that's not always the case i i know there are a lot of preppers who would say hey i'm a prepper and i i plant a garden and i harvest from my garden and and i store from my garden and, and that's true but i think i think commonly it's the other way around i, I think most preppers would buy their products and store them up. I do slightly disagree with Greg on the um, where you're more likely to find a homesteader versus a prepper. Um, I think there's a huge movement in the urban and suburban areas for homesteading. Uh, you're starting to see a lot more uh, raised bed gardens popping up in people's backyards. You're starting to hear a lot more about this urban homesteading movement where people are getting backyard chickens. And I even hear of some people, you know, raising goats and, uh, you know, for milk. And, and you know, people are uh, bringing in beehives in the city. And they're doing urban homesteading in a big way. And um, I'm glad to see that movement happening. I, I think you can do a lot on a 10th acre lot. Um, it's amazing how much of your food you can put away from that. So, yeah, great, great, great stuff. If you want to know more about Greg, you can check out his website, The Rural Economist. That's at the therulleconomist.blogspot.com. You can check him out on Facebook, Google+, Twitter. He's real active out there. And uh, listen to his podcast, uh, Bringing Rural Back. It's good stuff. I'm really enjoying listening to it. If you want to find the show notes to this episode, go to smalltownhomestead.com backslash prepper that's smalltownhomestead.com backslash prepper that'll take you to all the links we've talked about and uh, some resources about homesteading check back with us in a couple days we'll have another question and another answer and until then happy homesteading thanks for listening to see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes go to smalltownhomestead.com there you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm.